You're listening to the Agony Column News Report featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony. I'm speaking with Claude La Lumiere. His new book is Objects of Worship. Thank you for joining me, Claude. Thanks for having me. Claude, you work in the world of myth, and I really love this idea of uh, short myths. Talk about what your core concept of a myth is from which you approach at an infinite variety of angles. Well, I think the key word here is infinite. So I, I don't think there's one approach. Um, but I do have three main avenues of um, uh, uh, of approach. One is, this is for my lost myths thing. Uh, uh, one is I use a familiar template, but I inject a new character, god, beast, etc., etc., who will uh, subvert, change, alter the way we view that template usually. Another thing that I do is I take an existing mythic character or beast or something, and I put them in a context where we don't usually see them. And then the third avenue is I mix and match those two approaches to confuse further what is myth that I make up and myth that is folkloric. Now, the nature of myth speaks to reach, I think, to the center of the cosmos. I mean, myths are the literary's version of physics. Uh, I don't know if I would think of it that way, but what they are for me is they're these... Um, they're very primal, uh, and they refer a lot to a kind of instinctual memory that we might have, you know. And um, and they and they come back to the fact that we uh, we see the world as story. We narrate the world to ourselves all the time. We don't actually remember anything. We remember the stories that we tell ourselves about what happened. And the more we tell a story, the more it conforms to the structure of story rather to, than to the structure of what really happened. And the structure of story is myth. That's, uh, and that's what I try to get to. I try to get to that kind of that core essence of what a story is. Uh, your the story you read tonight I thought was really wonderful and, and one of the things that I really loved about it was the the kind of very hard headed on the ground approach we enter this world being turned upside down it, it's really like being born again yeah I think uh, you're right well now we're talking about my fiction fiction uh, more than my than my crypto mythology uh, for fiction yes what I always try to do is I I try to create a world that is just slightly askew from the world that we know where some elements will seem familiar and that familiar that familiar familiarity will make the elements that are not familiar even more perplexing more disturbing more strange and um, and 
that way, the information about what's different is just slowly teased until by the end, you, you have a pretty good idea of what's going on. Now, the story you read tonight was, I thought, a fabulous combination of extreme horror, the kind of thing that would almost be a, a turnoff had you not portrayed it, written it, as, a, I guess, an inverted kind of sitcom. Well, that was the point. Uh, again, I come back to even the approach that I have for The Mist. It's very similar to the approach that I have for fiction, is that... Um, it's fun to take an idea and 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 make it collide with an with another idea where it doesn't usually go together. For example, in this one I've got zombie fiction, animal rights, children's rights, gay adoption and and the and a suburban sitcom. Now, those things don't usually all go together. You know, and somehow in just about three thousand words, I managed to collide all of that. You know, and and that's what's fun. You know, well, also too, I, this story was incredibly political. I mean, if you hear this once, you kind of grok what's going on. You're thinking this is about the most fist-in-the-face statement that uh, a vegan could make. I guess it is, but then again, at one point the. In the story, the animal liberators fail, and the protagonist says, meat is meat is meat, and that's the conclusion. The conclusion is they all continue. So in, in, in a sense, I don't actually say that. And yet, even though the story doesn't say that, you're still left with the impression that that's what it says. Because if, if the conclusion had been, oh, no, it's wrong, we can't do that anymore, it would have been just... Um, it would not have been a story. It would just have been me preaching, and that's boring. So in the story, it's not wrong. And yet, you, you are still left with the idea that it, that, that it is. And that dichotomy where you're not sure what to think is, is where fiction lies. Now, I have to ask, do you um, use fiction often as a as a means to discuss your political personal ethical viewpoints or do you um, more start out with a a couple of people and say these people are in this inverted world let's see where that goes i would say the second thing let's see where it goes the thing is uh, I can't help but be political i mean i think everything is political there's this magazine in in canada called this magazine and their and their tagline is because everything is political and it's true and when you avoid politics you're making a political statement also and i think um I will, my characters will simply dramatize these things. They'll be thinking about these things. They'll be put in situation where these things become really critical. And you talked about ethics, and it's true. My whole life, I think, is driven by a sense of ethics. I mean, that's really the core of who I am. So that's bound to, to come out in the fiction as well. Now, you work in... The, the pieces we heard tonight were in short form, and they were wonderful in short form. I'm wondering, have you considered working in a longer form? Because I think that the your sensibility and the way you... what you're trying to communicate, I think, seems to be more tailored for the short form. Uh, 
Well, I do. Uh, yes, I mean I am a short story writer. That's that's what I am. Uh, I know, much to the chagrin of agents who have courted me, much to the chagrin of my publishers, though actually they're quite supportive. But, um, uh, but you know, especially agents who court me. I've had a few agents come up to me and say, oh, you're Claude Lumière. Uh, we'd really like to work with you. And then, so what's the novel that you're working on? And I said, I'm not working on a novel. I'm a short story writer. And then, you know, their, their, their faces go like, what? And then it kind of ends there. Yeah. Well, you know, it interests me, too, that uh, your ability to use the short form to convey, I think, a lot of the feel of a novel, the, the story we heard tonight, had really the sweep uh, uh, of that in a more condensed form. Well, you see, I often get a con like uh, some comments that say, oh, this story or that story, there's a whole uh, novel in there. You should write a novel, but I say, no, it's already all in there. I've already cut out all of the stuff that does not need to be there <laughs> so that it does feel dense and it does, like, a lot of my stories do have that sweep, except I'm a, I'm a minimalist, so I cut out everything that isn't absolutely necessary, which means that it, it, it's unlikely that I'll get to a novel. I might one day, but it, it's likely to be really dense. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I've been talking with Claude Le Lumiere. His new book is? Uh, well, my... You mean my current book? Okay, it's Objects of Worship. And you have a new book coming out? Yes, I've got one that's coming out in April called The Door to Lost Pages. Now, will that include some of the, the mythic stuff, or is that more new short fiction? No, that is actually... A, it's a fix-up novella of six early stories that together form one longer story. Oh, well, this is the novel that all your uh, agents have been searching Except for. Except it's a novella. It's only 30,000 words. So they still want longer than that. And it's episodic because it's like six stories. Yeah. Thank you for joining me, Claude. Thank you so much, Rick. You're listening to the Agony Column News Report featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony.